0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Ride Balance Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Ride Clean, the simple and easy way of cleaning your motorcycle or car. Simply shake, spray, and wipe and get a mirror-like finish, UV protection. It's made in America. Check them out at rideclean.co. Use promo code RBPodcast for 25% off, plus free shipping and some extra goodies. This episode is a fun episode. Uh, I got to meet uh, Arthur, which is now my boy, and uh, he shared his story. Arthur Williams Jr. is an American-born counterfeiter and the subject of a book called The Art of Making Money by Jason Kirsten. He is also known for having counterfeited the 1996-issued $100 bill, the quality of which is par with a super note. Uh, His story starts in Chicago and the ups and downs of life and how he dealt with it. He was very open uh, speaking about it. He's also, uh, they're also working a movie based on his life and uh, his accomplishments. And now he's an artist and he's had galleries in Beverly Hills and has traveled all over the place. So without further ado, my guest, my boy, Arthur J. Williams, Jr. Arthur, thank you for being here. Yeah. Let's Sorry about praying. the whole parking situation and shit. Yeah. Uh, what, what were we saying? We were talking about Miami. We were Miami. talking
1: about... Get in, get out. Get in, get out. <laughs> My but that's where it started for me though. Yeah. With the art. With yeah? Yeah, just went down there, took a shot, art basil. I think it was 18 or end of 17. I had my house had just burned down. So my house burned down in June. It was June of 17. I had been out of prison, I think at that time, probably like three years. And so I had just started getting my life together. Yeah. You know, took three years, you know, and a lot of shit. You know, now, now, that now, now, hold on, hold on, because yeah. I,
0: I, I've been going, Prison, on, I've been yeah. going
1: online,
0: and and you've been, you're originally from Chicago, you moved yeah. to Texas, yeah. but before before we get into your house burning down, how how do you introduce yourself? I mean, you're so okay. many things. You're an artist, but you're not.
1: Uh, you know, now I'm, you're being known for being an artist, yeah. but before for you me, I, I just tell people, what's I'm your a creator? fame? Creator, you're a creator. I like to create things, and I like an inventor. A writer, an artist, explorer, just curious, man. You know, I'm always curious. That's what keeps me going, you know. But uh, a creator more than anything. I just like to create things. I got seven kids. (laughs) So I like yeah, so I create. That's fucking (laughs) crazy. That's like, that's a master, that's the
0: master painting of all things. my last three are really cool.
1: What's the age gaps? Uh, 30 to one month old. (gasps) Just had one. Wow. Her name's Lightning. Congratulations, man. Lightning. Yeah, so I got real. So my first four kids, they all got. Lightning. Yeah, Lightning Williams.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, my
1: my boy is Da Vinci. Da Vinci Williams. And then I got. Legally. Legally. Like that's on the birth certificate. Da Vinci Williams. So my first four, I was fast. I was like obsessed with AJW. All the kids had to have my initials. Yeah. Right. Arthur, you know, my first born and Alexis Juliet. And then. And then these last three was on my, you know, on my uh, artistic thinking, right? So I got Da Vinci, Love, and Lightning, <laughs> you know da so yeah. Love. Love is my daughter, And, and too, Lightning. And Lightning. Yeah. Legally. Legally. And mom's yeah. cool. Loves yeah. it. She's the one who, I, I was kind of struggling with the Lightning, because we thought, it was, I thought we were going to have a boy. So I said, yeah. if it's a boy, we're going to name Lightning, because I was struck by Lightning. Yeah. Like, real deal. 2004 Williamsburg, Illinois. That's a whole nother story. Like when legit. legit, Lost all my hair. Felt like sand for three days. Crazy shit, man. That was wild. one. I was running some money from uh, St. Louis. Wow. Yeah, that's a crazy story. But no, I mean, actually it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, when you look back at life, you know, especially one that's been so just, you know, up and down. You Sometimes question, is it real? You know, like, like, when I tell people when we when I'm talking with someone and a memory pops up and I and I bring it up, it, it almost feels like bullshit. Yeah. Right? And you and you, because you're like, damn, did that really happen to me, man? You know?
0: It sounds so fucking it absurd. It sounds so yeah, it's absurd, right? Even like, saying yeah. it after living yeah. it sounds but so absurd. But that's just
1: like one of a thousand though, right? Yeah. You know? From prison riots, from projects outside of Chicago to hanging out with the old gangsters on uh, in Chicago, learning how to print money. You know, all these things happen, and and they all seem fascinating, right? As I'm older now, like during the time, prison wasn't fascinating, right? You know what I'm saying? That place was a hellhole. But I look at it now as fascinating because I did some fascinating shit while I was in prison. Yeah, I studied, I read, I painted, I invented, right? I let my mind be free in prison. That was where I actually, you know, found it took three times. So I went to prison three times, 12 years altogether. You know, and So uh, three
0: separate times, 12 years total. Yeah, I
1: did like two and a half, two and a half. Because the, the, of...
0: the, 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 the counterfeiting was uh, originally 15 years, right? Yeah, it but was you...
1: 105 months. So it was they, it carries 20 years, 20 years since. They gave me 105 on the second one. But um, counterfeit technically <laughs> Bro, don't even carry a lot. Of, what's really crazy is counterfeiting don't really carry a lot of time, right? It's getting caught with equipment and stuff like that that gives you the time the extra time yeah so they never they had never caught me with nothing it's all conspiracy isn't that um,
0: it's kind of fucked up huh yeah because you think about it the people doing counterfeiting or the fucking you know white collar wall street shit yeah. you know like they get 3 years 4 years 5 whatever some don't even and, get nothing and some don't even get, they nothing. Don't get of nothing of course of the they have, they thing, have the money you know yeah, they have yeah. the money and they pay for it and, yeah. and, and you know and they do that shit but then you got the people struggling on the streets you know stealing yeah. a loaf of bread or fucking stealing yeah. from 711 and and it starts off with like a day in jail and then you get caught again and now yeah. it's like 4 days in jail well it, it, i
1: you know when i look back at it i i the seven, the, the 105 months got my attention. You know, when you're 21 and you get two years, you're working out, reading. And you're like, fuck it. And boom, it's done. Oh, man, that wasn't too bad, right? You can get hit again to give you another two and a half. That's what I got, 36 months. And I rolled through that one, you know? And then the the third one, though, was, you know, it was a long one. It was where calendars were going by. I was 33 yeah. when I got locked up. I got out when I was 40, you know? I felt 30 still though. You know what I'm saying? I was yoked. I was yoked up, yeah. <laughs> I was yoked up when I got out. But you know, and uh but prison was uh, you know, I started in in Manchester, they sent me to a, a medium high because I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Then they shot me over to uh Big Spring, Texas, cause there was a riot and they needed white people, right? And then uh I got real sick in Big Spring. Uh they locked our uh, they locked our prison down. With that first SARS they hit. Right. That was man, that was wild. So the first SARS, the one that everyone's been like bitching about lately, well, the first one in 09 hit our prison. They locked it down for six months, but there was no political unrest. There was the, the country was in 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 no, by no means the way it is now. Yeah. It's so hyper partisan now, man. It's scary. Right, they're weaponizing. Terrifying. Yeah, they're weaponizing the courts. They're weaponizing law enforcement. They're weaponizing everything now. Right, and there's the proof is in the pudding when you see Democrats filing Democratic judges' facilities, and you see Republicans filing Republican judges. The judges go along with that thinking, right? Yeah, when it, a judge should be not either, right? But we've completely lost neutral. touch of that. Yeah, yeah, it should be neutral, but that hasn't been in a long time, if ever, maybe. You know, but now it's so blatant because social media. And the media is so present that we get to see it, real time, real time. Yeah. And 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 then we get to see the there's no injustice. control, no yeah. control. Well, there's no law enforcement right now. Yeah, right. These cats at the top, man, they're walking free, man. They do whatever they want now, man. And there's no one to stop them. Even even when uh, so I, I I posted something recently. I re, I saw I'm, I love money, right? I printed it, right? But I didn't just love printing it. I love the, the energy of it, the beauty of it, right? What it can offer, the freedom it can offer. Yeah. Right? Uh, a person getting, you know, health treatment from it, right? Or, or you know, saving life treatment. Man, money could, could could do a lot of good, man, right? But when just a certain amount of people have the majority of it, then that good doesn't get spread around, right? And that's why you have homelessness and prisons and riots and all this stuff because people are... Uh, they're, they're they're upset right now. They're disturbed, right? They're not living right. right. I a mean, certain few are, and so I, I I I became fascinated with the economics of it, how it moves, you know. And so I, I had just recently read a, an article on uh, the deficit, how it's grown since World War II, right? History is a magnificent thing if people pay attention to it, and yeah, but they want to make it disappear. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You and know. there's a reason why, because when you look at history. Eisenhower said something as the last speech he said. He said, "Beware of the military complex. Beware of it." Right? Nobody really knew what he was saying. You know what so, it meant. What it meant. But then you've seen over the years. You know, I think this year it was eight hundred and something billion was given to the military. Right? There isn't even an agency even close. As a matter of fact, I think all the other agencies combined don't even amount to 800 billion almost a trillion dollars this year. Yeah. When you got schools falling apart, roads falling apart, airports falling apart, you have roads, now. Uh, ro- everything. Man. You know, everything. Yeah, it's just a, it's wild what's happening and then you see all this money being spent on things that you're just not understanding that you don't personally see. Right? I don't know what's going on in Europe. I don't know what's going on in Asia. They say we have to be safe, but that's the, that's the sadness of humanity right now. The fact that more money has to be spent on military to be safe than say food or housing or right, that should what should make humanity safe, you know, homes and, yeah. and, and abundance and shelter and food and, and you, these things. But
0: we we were talking about this earlier right before we started and and I'm sorry for interrupting, but I just wanted to say this. Yeah. People say money is the root of all problems. Oh. Or all the money is the root of all evil. And it's not. Oh. Poverty, Poverty is the root all evil because that's sure. where people rape yeah. kill steal yeah. hurt each other like people don't fucking get
1: that you know and yeah. i wanted to
0: tell you that earlier but yeah no
1: i mean i lived in it in the projects yeah. you know and south side chicago was rough you know i mean we had gangs drugs i mean I, and what I, I had a culture shop because we went from we went from the suburbs in, Sch- in schaumburg you know my mom was mentally ill my dad took off on us you know so she didn't know how to take care of us she ended up in a mental institute we were ended up we ended up at a uh you know uh, we ended up in foster care during that time and uh, when we got when they gave us back they literally we had to go to to court she was homeless. She had just got out of the medicine institute. She had no home.
0: Yeah, that's because uh, you guys were going through that, but your father had left, right? Yeah, my. And then mom. your mom was doing everything on her own. Uh,
1: everything on her own. She and couldn't then handle you it.
0: guys became
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. foster children yeah. for for what, a It was few like months? ninety days. I think yeah. they put us. And then she got out of the what, hospital. What,
0: what, what may I ask? What was the reason? Why was it because she was homeless, or that
1: people well, complained, or she, she went in? She was she her the bipolar episode she had. Uh, was always religious. Yeah. Well, she ended up coming out the house naked, screaming Jesus was returning. Mm.
0: That's really what happened. Yeah. So neighbors called and fucking said, called, took her off. She's, she's, yeah. tri- she's tripping. Tripping. Here's three yeah, She kids. lost her mind.
1: Yeah. Here's three kids. I, I think I was 11 at the time. My sister was 10 and my brother was seven. Yeah. Boom. They scooped us up. Quick. Which, yeah. They don't give a fuck. No, no, no There was no question. And then we didn't have no family, you know. Wait, wait, what year was this? 80s, 90s? Uh, that was like an 80s, early 80s, somewhere in there. Okay, you know, because we were in Salvation Army during the Super Bowl with the Bears, first one one, 85, I remember, so All it was eighty four ish. You know, that's and why football
0: exists, so we can yeah, get a the timestamp.
1: Time like, who won dog? that Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, kind of keep you in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that was uh, the year that we ended up in the projects. You know, we, we were in, we weren't, we went from. Uh,
0: and it's so hard for for a mother to get her kids back once oh, you go into man, the system.
1: Yeah. Well, they what what this situation was kind of sad. They were ho- we were homeless, and they gave us back to her. And then they shot us over to the Salvation Army on the north side, and we stayed there for ninety days. And then they put us in the projects on Thirty First and Hosted, and uh, that—that's where everything, you know. So you went from the suburbs, little white community, you know, into you know South Side of Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah. Like in a matter of it's like, like the that,
0: craziest shit
1: ever. Yeah, you know, my unfortunately my my brother, you know, he 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 didn't really make it through it. My oh, sister, sorry. she had yeah. her issues, you know. Yeah. Um, I was shot at 17. You know, I had six friends murdered. In the leg, right? Yeah. I had six friends murdered by the time I think I was 20. Yeah. it's one of the reasons why I got out of Chicago and went south. You know, Texas. It's just The gangs were just too much, man. It was just, you know, now, I mean, my, my neighborhood was mostly like uh, Italian, Irish, Hispanic. And you had African-Americans on the other side. You know, the projects was mixed, of course, but then... If you ventured a little bit uh, east, you'd get into an Italian neighborhood, you know. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, no, the, the, that's what made me tough, though. Of course, you know. I mean, I was picked on a lot, but then you know, you 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 learn to not be picked on no more, right? You know, at some point, you find your your strength, you know, and and then you find a way to survive. And I think the streets is what caused, you know it gave me um that 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 desire to 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 survive and to live you know like i for the first crime i broke into meters to feed my family right yeah i mean so it wasn't that,
0: i did that that's a bust that out like there were, there was no food at home yeah there
1: was nothing at the house i had just came home from school and uh, my mom was crying in the kitchen and you know, I'm, I go open the thing. She said, "I don't know what to do. We have no food. Nothing you know, in the fridge. Nothing. I mean, it, that shit exists. Yeah, you know, I know. that shit exists even now. Know? Yeah, even, even now for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. And so I, I grab my little brother. We hit the street. We're walking down Houston. I'm hitting the meters. Bing, right? Bing. I'm mad. I'm hitting them because I'm mad. Yeah. And then I hear the change. You know, I'm saying, wait a minute. There's some money in there. And so me and my brother, we attacked the meter, and we figured it out that there was these two little pins that if you could turn, you could pop it. Right. And so we went in the, the, the alley. We got a little piece of metal. We made this little thing and we started popping these meters. Then we got like 80 something dollars, went to Tony's supermarket, dropped a bag of change on the thing, paid for the groceries, took them home. My mom actually spanked me. She sent me upstairs and she told me, man, true story. She says she said, son, she goes, you don't, you know, God will take care of us. I said he did. He showed me how to break into the meters. Yeah, I love that line. I believed it. Right. Yeah. I really believed it. And even during my counterfeit times, because I'm I'm a, I'm a spiritual man, you know. Um, let everyone beat their own. You know, I've I've experienced some really interesting things in life that let me know that there's something beyond this, right? Yeah. Um, and so you know, that's always kind of guided me, even in the criminal world. You know, I always felt like there was something giving me the extra uh, street smart to survive right because a lot of my friends did it a lot of my friends didn't make it then there were those who did right but I always felt like I I wanted to to be able to be free right and so 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 money was the way to be free you know to to be secure and, and to be able to do what humans should be doing. Right. Just enjoying living and being good to one another, you know? So even when I was printing money, man, I would give away, I was like Robin Hood, man. We would buy all children's stuff, give it to the Salvation Army, because that's that's the shelter I was in, you know? Yeah. When did you get the sign of like, okay, this is done? I better not man, do this. Man, honestly, man, that just happened like six years ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, bro. Yeah, that is just, you know. Well,
2: they what? say Yeah,
1: they say counterfeiting is the most addictive thing if you look it up. Counterfeiting currency is more addictive than heroin, they say. They say the recidivism rate for a counterfeiter, the old school ones, right, was like 90%. It was almost impossible for a counterfeiter to retire. Yeah. Right? I've been free nine years. I'm retired, you know. and But about six years ago, I was out of prison. It was right when things happened, man. Maybe I was out of prison two years ago. So maybe it was seven years ago. And I had some odd jobs I was doing. I was first I was a janitor, down on Six West Hubbard. Man, cleaning toilet bowls, loved it though. Right, fifteen bucks an hour. Then what? What, what made you love it? Cause I it was my first job. So forty so years you, old, you, you were proud of it. I was proud. Kind of it. like you were like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. doing something. Yeah, because yeah. I had just got out of prison. This was my an old timer. freedom. Yeah, freedom, man. Freedom. You know, and so I'd go to work. Man, I drive my bike. I didn't even have a car. I drive my bike, man, down, downtown. I loved it, man. I'd I'd i smoke it too, cause I was in great shape when I got out there. Yeah, know? and uh, and I just loved that job, and I did it for like six months. Jumped, started transporting vehicles, which was cool, right? I had the baddest cars ever, but the brokest, you know. Yeah, I'd be driving Panamera with ten dollars in my pocket, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> straight up. But I had, had the bad gas prices. Yeah, oh fuck God. man. <laughs> well, up. he gave me the yeah, car. yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. What yeah. but uh. I did that for about a year, and uh, the cat that I worked for, man, this cat named Jeff is he owned the place, and he was kind of like my first mentor since I've been free. So what I, what I absolutely, completely uh, believe the reason I'm sitting here right now with you is because I've had great people along the way that gave me that little bit of lift and that little bit of experience and mentorship along the way. Yeah. Right. So even though I was only making like 15 bucks an hour transporting cars, the time I would be spending with my boss. He would be teaching me how to how to be better. You know, and what was so interesting, is it's like everybody saw potential in you. Yeah. They wanted to show you the way. Yeah. And him, you know, he he was he was I used to call him a horse trader, man, because he'd be flipping these cars all crazy, you know. And I'd be like, man, show me the game, show me the game. Don't just let me drive them. I want to know, I wanna know how to flip these cars like this. Yeah. And he never would. He would never show me. He said, This ain't what you you're supposed to be doing. This ain't your life. If I show you, you'll be stuck here. Yeah. Man, I used to get mad at him about that. Because you know, I'd see these other cats, man, making three, four thousand a week sometimes. You're like, Fuck, I want that. Like, that's what I want. I don't wanna be doing $15 an hour driving all over, you know? But he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you know. And so I eventually left that. And then I went and uh, delivered liquor for Wartz Liquors, man. 500 cases every morning with them young bucks. Did that for like, man, I did that for a minute. And then I gave up. I gave up. I said, man, $15 an hour ain't doing it.
2: Yeah, reality, like, reality hit you.
1: Reality hit me. So I was you trying and trying and trying. You're barely making rent. But I had to have a roommate. I couldn't even make rent on my own, you know. And so, you know, I I I I got to the point, man, where I was just like, man, how do they do this? And and one thing it did for certain, man, is it gave me a whole new respect for the working man. You know, it, it let me, it showed me, man, like, damn, people work hard, man, to take care of themselves. Yeah. All right. You know, especially when been,
0: especially when somebody's like
1: crossing the border oh,
0: risking their life yeah and then they're they're living four or five people in, in a, a house, in a house yeah, and yeah. they're sending like half their paycheck back, back to back yeah. back home wherever yeah, they're yeah. sending it to and you're like fuck like th- this is it, it's it, tough it, it's fucking tough yeah but and i do. and i actually it hit me harder because uh i, I was doing a project in tahana t- 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 tahana hills tahana hills in Arizona. Uh, And that's where, like, the main Caterpillar uh, company, you know, the construction site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing some filming out there. And on one day of the shootings, I had to, like, drive out. And I I actually saw somebody that was crossing the border. Wow. Dead. Dead. Like, he was just under the shade in a sleeping position. And it just looks like he found a place for shelter and never woke up. And I was like, fuck. And when police came, anyways, they came back two, three days later. And they said, this guy was, like, from Guatemala. So he yeah. went from Guatemala all the way through Mexico, yeah. all the way up. He was oh, probably yeah. walking in the same socks and shoes they were saying for fucking six weeks, yeah. seven weeks. Yeah. And the fucked up part is, is like 10 minutes max, there was a fucking little river, uh, a lake kind of thing really? with water, you know. And they say yeah. it was dehydration. It was dehydration, yeah. No. But yeah, this is happening every fucking well, day. Well, right now
1: it's happening. Yeah, real yeah. bad problem now, you know. But, um... Yeah, so working, so I, I realized, you know, that that at that, so I came to the point, man, where I was like, man, I can't do this no more. Pay my child enough. support, you know, paying my rent, you know, I just, and so, you know, I I, I, I started to go down a road that, that wasn't good, you know. I started to look into things that weren't good. What was interesting, though, and probably one of the things that saved my life was that from the time I went to prison, uh, offset printing had been going out, out. They were bringing everything digital. Right. And all the all the all the offset equipment was being sold off to like Columbia and like overseas, you know. Yeah. And so it was nothing but digital. So when I was attempting to look into, you know, maybe going back into that world, I couldn't find <laughs> another equipment. It was, it was gone right so I went on this crazy ass like you know wild you know goose hunt man looking for this and looking for that and, and literally like rebuilding shit, you know and uh and my son busted me who I was in prison with right right
0: right no because we' we're, 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 we're forward I kind of want to back this up
1: let's back up dude.
0: I, I want to back up because l- l- let's let's go back to I think it was Chicago. Yeah. And in Chicago, you got into trouble, and you needed an adult to yeah. come look for you. Yeah, and your mom couldn't get there.
1: Nah, she was at, working as a waitress at Ed's snack shop.
0: She's back to normal. She's yeah. she's working. So she go
1: through her stints, you know, right? Like you know, she go through her moments. Right. And she's off but medicine. you
0: you got in trouble for what? Stealing a car. Yeah. Okay, so you stole the car. Yeah. Now you need an adult to get you, get out. you out. Your yeah. mom couldn't make it, yeah. so. who
1: she sets one of her friends up an Italian guy from the neighborhood Italian yeah,
0: yeah okay, yeah, yeah. so this Italian guy comes yeah, and picks you yeah, up and yeah. he's already seen you in the neighborhood yeah you know? yeah he knows, and, and he yeah. figures out you, you he's he's he's, he's kind of almost disappointed you stole a car that's
1: exactly what it was okay yeah, but like let, let's exactly let's start right there because yeah,
0: that's yeah. like the beginning you know when
1: he when he first brought me into his world of printing money it was uh. Fascinating for sure as a kid, right? But through those, it, was, it wasn't it was a long time. You know, It happened only was probably for like a year, nine months to a year that I got to spend with him before he disappeared. And during that time, it was so much more than watching this master print money. It was him teaching me things. Again, where I came back to say, since I've been out of prison, I've had good men in my life to show me things, so Dis- discipline, discipline, organization, yeah, persistence, like no.
0: like the the changing. You had to change the serial numbers on oh, each yeah, thing. Like you had to tape. Like well, he didn't do that.
1: Yeah, he didn't do it like I did it.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, see, when I was but learning, still, okay. When I was learning with him, like he changed the serial numbers, but it might have been like nine or twelve, right? Because you got to change the plate every time you change the numbers, right? You only could do three at a time, right? So, and with plates, it's re- it's complicated, man. You got the inks and everything. So a lot of counterfeiters aren't really interested in changing the serial numbers when Mm -hmm. you're doing a full offset press run. Now, so he was doing the 85, which was an old note, right? Didn't have the watermark. Didn't have none of that stuff. Right. When he disappeared later on down when the 1996 note came out, that's when I got active. That's when you got masked. That's when you mastered (sighs) it. Yeah. And I took the things he taught that I watched from him you know the plates, the inks. What year was that? That was, man. That was like, probably like eighty nine, nine. Okay. So, eight, eighty nine somewhere, like eighty seven. And then ninety six.
0: I think everybody six. remembers. Yeah, the big They, face. they changed that yeah. that hundred dollar bill. For about five
1: years, I was just a, uh, I was just a, rough rat, man. I was just, I was an alley cat, man. You know, yeah. on the South Side, right and when i left chicago i left chicago when i was like 20 21 to texas right to texas and went down there and that's where that's when the 96 came out and that's when i started to get back into it but um, so so
0: and then just just for the listeners the, so the 96 uh, in 1996 the u.s federal government released a new bill and this is where it was, you know, the, the metallic or the shifted ink, the, 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 the watermark, new watermarks where the double face with the pen. This was like their way of saying nobody can make this. Exactly. And you were like challenge accepted. Yeah. And I was challenge accepted. <laughs> like challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. You do this shit. And yeah. then and then you had your you, you, you had your girl, my girl, she was brilliant. Yeah, you had your girl yeah. and 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 she was like, let's fucking do this. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's when you guys start. So when you when you take a project like this, the first thing you start off with is the paper, right? Yeah. So what that. And, and I know the story of the paper, but it's, it's just so fucking great. So Yeah, yeah.
1: What, how, how did you guys so when we when we started, you know, the first thing I knew is you had to get that paper to mark because everyone was using the pen.
0: Yeah, right. That
1: was a thing. That was the thing.
0: No, they especially, didn't even look at it. especially then because we, we didn't have the machines the to machines. like fucking yeah, scan yeah, it or anything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And, that was and, e-
1: and even the machines, even those early machines, they did have. You could break them. Right? Yeah. Get past them, you know. So we're, we're looking for the paper. We're ordering paper from everywhere, man. I mean, we're just and back then it was yellow pages, right. You didn't have the the internet wasn't like super big. It was more like university shit, you know, and so um, in some universities, yeah, not even yeah, everywhere yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were so we were just looking for the paper. Finally, we couldn't, you know, nothing was marking. Nothing was working. So you guys ordered all over the place. You bro, for guys... real, I probably ordered every freaking piece of paper on the planet. <laughs> for real, sample paper. Did you guys
0: call, uh, was it all in the United States you were ordering? Or no, you we were ordering stuff countries? from
1: Canada, from Germany, from, I'm t- man, bro, like everywhere. Everywhere in the world. Wherever they made paper, we wanted to know what their sample was. Yeah. You know? And We'd call one place, they'd give us the number to another one, and it just kind of was like doo 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 do you know? And, and no um, luck. You couldn't even nah, nothing. Nothing. All <laughs> negative, 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 right? I even was getting crazy, man. Like I was even taking paper and dipping in acid. and Man, I never told it on that shit. But yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it started the house on fire, man. You know, don't put acid in aluminum. Don't touch <laughs> acid, period. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Indeed. acid. Yeah. don't think that you can put paper in it. You know? Yeah. Crazy shit, man. It, it, I was do, dude, I was on some nutty stuff. I was trying to figure out how to make paper. And but you were desperate, challenge desperate. accepted. Wanted to like, get Phew. it. Yeah, didn't matter. All all you know. And uh, and then she was, you know, she started screaming at me, you know, waving the phone book at me, and she slams it down, and she goes, "Not one piece, Mark. Nothing." She's marks. pissed, man. Pissed, super pissed, pissed. Oh yeah, no, she's she's out of control. And uh, and bam, she marked it, and it fucking marked yellow. The fucking uh, phone book. Yeah, yellow. It marked Fuck. perfect. Now, where it got interesting is, it's not only did it mark yellow, but it was so thin. If you remember, th- phone book paper it was yeah, really thin, yeah. right? I got the idea. I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe we could put two of these together and put the watermark and the strip in between. Mm, that's, I uh, got it. That's how you put the strip and, say, got yeah. it. and then got it. And it worked. It took a minute to figure it out. So right. you, you just ripped the pages off that book right there? Well, no, 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 no. no, no then no, you no, acquired. Then we went and got that. That was a whole other situation. We found where they where they printed yellow books. She'd go over there, pretend like she's a teacher. She wanted to do a project. This is what was so amazing, though. We come to find out at that time, directory paper was the most was 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 the most. It was a commodity, right? And it was the most produced paper product on the planet. Directory paper, so money, right? And it was the cheapest. You could get it super cheap, right? So money, which is the most powerful instrument, was was being made with the, the paper that is it's most mostly, abundant. But nobody knew. But nobody knew. So bizarre, right?
0: So bizarre, especially the printing companies doing yeah. those directories. Yeah, they have, ink. Yeah, they have everything,
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then it went from you know. We, I learned that the the digital printing at the time which didn't have none of the shit that it has now, right matter of fact, I'm I'm most definitely probably one of the reasons why all the security features are on, are on computers and in and, and, and digital printers. matter of fact, what I've seen happen is, is is there digital security in printers? There is now yeah even really? in a computer. If you if you try to print money off your computer, man, the Secret Service gets notified immediately, right? So everything's watched now. Everything, you know, j- just try to scan a hundred dollar bill and see what happens, right? So a little thing's gonna pop up now. Yeah. Used to not be like that, but yeah. it, before you probably remember a long time ago, you used to be able to go buy your software and you, you would put it into your computer, mm. and then you could yeah. work. out. you didn't have to be online to work. You had the software in there. When I got out this time, when I was looking to, you know, possibly do something again, I was blown away by how technology had evolved and how, like, even now, you know, if you want to use your Microsoft Windows or whatever, you had to be online. And you had to get the updates. Yeah. Right. So you see those updates all the time. And, and, that and would, they got your serial number. They got, they got your, IP yeah, address, yeah, your fucking, you yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can do now. Yeah, there's nothing you could do now, right? And so a lot of that came from when I, when people who were breaking the law. I'm sure there were more than just myself who was using technology back then. But the Secret Service, for sure, had implementations in it into the new, into the stuff now, which I even think caused technology to to, to evolve into where everything's hooked up now. Because before, you could have your computer, and it was your computer. Yeah, and you can just work like back line. In, yeah. work offline. Just back in the day, you had Primeco, and it was your phone. What was Primeco? You don't remember Primeco? Oh no, man! Oh man! That was great. No. man. It was only <laughs> eight, yeah. You what was Primeco? Primeco? It was a uh, you know cell phone. Cell phone, man.
0: Primeco. I remember Primeco. Primeco, man. It was like I, me- the I early remember. One. I remember the McDonald's fucking yeah. Nokia phone. Yeah, the like twenty dollar yeah, yeah, donation. Yeah. We're going even before
1: phone. that, man. Prime yeah. Primeco was like you know. And, but you, you, it was your phone, you know, now everything is, you know, constant update, constant update, constant update, constantly invasion, you know? So the the game is dead now, you know, I mean, and it's going to be dead anyway, because crypto and digital is about to take over and, you know, currency, people don't believe me when I tell them, but currency is about to be gone. Yeah sure it only makes sense especially
0: with all the stuff going on in russia and ukraine and china's like what you're gonna pull out starbucks and what the american
1: dollar okay let's change this change it's about to all change man and then they're gonna reset the debt watch what i tell you that's why they don't care about spending money right now
0: yeah 30 trillion right yeah i know la right now just i just read an article they're gonna spend mil 900 million to build a metro, LAX. Yeah, just makes me wonder where they get this money at, man. You know? Nine hundred million to build a metro. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, but, but when the when when the re, it's going to be, I do believe that when the digital takes over, you are going to see a complete reset. You know, but uh, is that
0: safe, man?
1: You know, the world's going to split. You know, you are going to see China and Russia have one side high, side of the world. You're gonna, you are going to see America. Yeah, but and,
0: this digital currency, because because we're we're talking about like. In a perfect what world, scares the shit out of me. As
1: long as we have electricity,
0: we're good. But like what if we like lose all
2: our
1: power? Like I know it sounds crazy, but well for does me it? for me, it doesn't sound crazy because I thought I wouldn't see a pandemic in the country lockdown. Yeah. I thought I wouldn't see the whole country riot, right? I I thought I wouldn't see some of the things I just seen in the past couple of years. Yeah. So I I mean, we went right from a pandemic to a war. Right? So so humanity hasn't really had any rest at all. Right? Our minds have been consumed with with tragic things, man, nonstop. You know? That's what I find tragic in the world right now. You know, and, and, and as an artist who's an empath, like I feel things. Right. The art the, the world feels broken, man. You know, and it, a lot of it has to do with agendas, man. You know, and those agendas aren't peaceful right now, unfortunately. Right. So when, when the digital happens, what gets me concerned about it is programmable currency. They call it right. To where it's kind of like what people use with their the little, I don't know. What is it? EBT cards or whatever. Uh, welfare you know, like the, food stamps, yeah, the food stamps, is that what it's called? Whatever EBT, EBT something like that. Electric so it's programmable. That's, that's, that's a, f- a form of programmable currency, right? Yep. They could only buy certain things with that card. Right. That's what's going to happen, right? That's what that that's what gets me nervous about. That's what has me nervous about digital currency right now, is when the when the when the Fed issues their digital dollar, but it's programmable, which means that hey, maybe they don't want you buying a handgun no more. Okay, boop. now you can't buy shit, right? Maybe they won't. No, you no, cigarettes are gone. Now you can't buy cigarettes, you know. Or say. Cigarettes are legal in California, but they're they're say they're illegal in California but legal in Texas, right? So in Texas you could buy cigarettes, but as soon as you cross the line in California, your money don't work. That's what's scary. That's fucking wild. Right? And that's what's gonna happen. I never even thought of that. Oh yeah, it's that's, could just that's look psych. up yeah. Programmable currency to me is is the, is the absolute form of tyranny. Right? Because right now you have, you know, there could be somewhat Privacy, not really much anymore because people mostly use Zelly and Venmo and stuff like that, right? Uh, but you still have cash, right? So if I want to give you $100, I go give you $100. A lot of people just do Venmo now, right? Yeah. But there was a time when you could just give someone some money. Well, they said, well, what you hiding? Well, maybe I, I don't want someone to know that I I bought something. Yeah. Right? It's not about hiding. It's just, you know, I learned that when people know what you have, they tend to want it. Right. So for me, the programmable thing is like you look what happened up in Canada, man, when those truckers protested. Whether you believe in it or not, who cares, right? I'm just saying the protest. And it was, no one got killed. No one, there was no bombs blowing up. They were just protesting a vaccine, right? What, what, what was
0: that protest?
1: The uh, vaccine mandate. The truckers didn't want, didn't want to do they it. They didn't want to do a vaccine mandate. Right. But, that's not what got me nervous about it, right? Whether what side you're on, pro, no, whatever, you know? What, what's, what what got me nervous is what happened afterwards. You know, there was a waitress who donated $50 to the trucker that was working in, in the town, and they seized her account and froze it. This is a waitress with three kids, right? It was on the news for like one day, then it vanished, Right? But what got me nervous about that, I said, damn, if they could freeze a waitress's money, man, they could freeze anyone's money, right? And then you started to see with the whole war where there's season, 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 it's almost like they're getting people accustomed to hearing sanctioned, seized assets, right? That's what programmable currency will allow, right? You ain't doing immediately. the right. Immediately. <laughs> just a press of a button, man. Yeah. And yeah, that
0: it kind of happens now with credit cards. Oh, like yeah. Somebody's
1: fucking around. They're like, shut the credit shut cards it off. Like well, even if it. not, I've had my account shut down for not doing it just because I try to buy something.
0: So, you know. What do you mean you try to buy something?
1: I try to buy something big for a couple grand, and they locked it up. You know, I had to do all the calling and, hey, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I mean, been through, yeah. That's yeah, everyone's been through it, right? But imagine you go through it, and you can't unlock it. Which that happens, too. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, right. Yeah. So, for me, man, I think that, you know, uh, of course, the government has the right to know. You know, they, they have a, a certain level to understand what you're what you're making, right? But now, everything that you spend is going into an algorithm. Yeah. Right. So even like, we could have our phones on, man. We could start talking about something, and that ad will pop up on it. That's a fucking trip. Well, it's, it's that is an invasion of privacy that hasn't yeah. been checked because there's been no public debate on social platforms. Yeah. See, what's happening is technology is outperforming us, right? Um, whether it's currency or even AI now, they're saying AI is now creating new AI. <laughs> That's wild, right? So something that we created is now on its own creating on its own AI. I just read the article about it a couple days yeah, ago. I read about that a while back. It's wild.
0: Yeah, or there's certain things that are so complex that we can't do that we can teach something to program it, and exactly. it is continuously, doing, continuously it doing it doing at a rate that we don't even comprehend. We don't even, we don't even know what's happening. Like what the, yeah. right? We don't know what the back agenda is.
1: And so for me, you know, but it, it, like I said, man, we're getting way off into this crazy yeah, yeah, you know, this yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, thing. no. no. Yeah, Let, yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah, jump yeah. back.
0: Let's jump back. Yeah. Let's go back to Slams the, she slams the yellow the page book, book man, yeah. marks it, and it's fucking it yellow. Was yellow. Yeah, dog. Because it it's trippy. usually brown or something. Brown, or black, or like brown. brownish black, you know. And, so it's yellow. So yeah. now what's the next step? So, Once and, then that and
1: then it's so thin. we could Yeah, so it basically it it it, it solved a bunch of problems. The watermark, right. the strip, and the pen. And right. then I got real creative. Well, I'm the
0: booking. watermark, I, and again, I, I know you've, you've probably just had this. Conversation multiple times, but the the watermark is is a, a special paint that they added in 1996 that you had to find out. Yeah, how, how, to, how to? Well, that's
1: the little thing on the bottom. That little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the on yeah. the right bottom yeah, corner. Yeah, that if yeah, you yeah, 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 so you were like, how the fuck do you do this? It's yeah, car paint. House of color. Yeah, right out here, but, dog. But <laughs> right here, you know remember, they, I'm a publicist, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, right out here. Dog. Uh, so. But, how, but, but so the way you came up on that was uh, you were walking down the street yeah, and you uh, saw a car. Car, yeah, it's
1: cool, man. And yeah. you're like, they had that metallic purple, yeah. greenish. Yeah. And then went and hunted that down, you know? It was all, you know, for me, like I said, when the beginning you asked me what, when I, it's just curious, a curious yeah. creator. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm gonna start in, uh, introducing myself. A curious creator, because just always curious and the curi- curious creator. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, put that on the main yeah, title. Go up, right? I like that you know, because you know that's what starts experimentation to be curious and to and say, oh man, how can I do this? And then what I used to, I think when I look back at it, <clears throat> I think the one thing that fascinated me the most about the the, the journey when I was printing money. <laughs> was how I used things that no one would have ever used to make it. Yeah. Car paint, directory paper, you know, like just things just so, so like common and obvious. Yet I was able to take those things and mix them together and then create something, an instrument that I could use, you know? And I, and I do that now with my art, right? Same thing. My art, I'm always experimenting with new things, with new canvases, with new materials, with, you know uh you know so it's just it's it's just taking that you know that curiosity man and just and applying it to something
0: how how do you think you kept that and and what i mean by that is um we naturally are like that as children Mm -hmm. as children we're like yeah. What if I use a red marker on the yeah. floor and what yeah. and what this text on my mama's couch, but they're just experimenting, you know? Yeah. What if I grab the sand and throw it in the bed and yeah. and, and and it's 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 a beautiful thing, it, especially if you you start accepting it and you let your kid like experiment. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, we're in a society like, no, you can't do that. And yeah. what did you do to my couch? And what did you do to the walls? And we're in this society that's that's just so, especially like the eighties, nineties. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you know, I, 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 you know, being children back then was like difficult. Yeah. What, what do you think? Because like, I, I mean, this in a great way. Yeah. But your curiosity, it sounds like that child's innocent mind Man, of like, sir. like you, it doesn't I'm seem like. I'm a big like, old kid, bro. Yeah, yeah it's It's, it's like, not, <laughs> it's not <laughs> like you were <laughs> like, I'm going to fuck over yeah, the world. Nah, I need money and get my nah, gang big and fuck. Nah, no, you were like, fuck it. Okay, what, 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 why? Yeah, why does that work? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. Why Why do you still have
1: that? You know, I mean. And what makes you that way? <sighs> you know, I, I think growing up and I think growing up hard, right? you know, I grew up really hard and it's so. My escape was my imagination. I always had a real vivid imagination when I was young, right? When my mom would go into her mental state, when my dad left, when my friends got killed, whatever it might have been that was real hard, nine months in a single cell, right? I would let my mind just go, and, and, it, and it kept me safe, right? It would take me to places that were imaginary, but were safe for me at that time, you know? And so I, like even even when I, I was, so I think, you know, like I said, I think just childhood and just the tough things in my imagination, keeping me safe allows me to to still see, like I tell people, I, st- I stop and smell a flower, man. I, I look up all the time. I'm always looking up, right? I told someone yesterday, I said, you know how many times you've been di- driving down the road and you've seen something that really dazzled you and you're like, "Wow, that's really cool," but you kept going? I stop always. But I so I told I said stop. The next time that happens, don't keep going even if you're in a rush. Force yourself to stop and go find out what just dazzled you. Right? So so I think being in this state of mind for for so long, it's like a habit. Yeah. You know, you think positive. But but
0: but how how did you maintain that? Because like I said, society's gonna be like, Don't stop, go to work, don't stop, do this. Yeah. Hey, stop thinking yeah. stop wondering why. Well, Just I'm fucking a, do your job. I was a criminal, so I didn't listen well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean I <laughs> how many years yeah. this is yeah. a weird question. How many years did you actually work Gosh. Like, for somebody? Like under somebody? Like what like percentage? Two
1: years. Work? Like in your whole life, two yeah, years. Two years, yeah. So you did the you did the mopping thing? The mopping, the transport, and the liquor. And that was it. And that was it.
0: Yeah. So th- so that's why you, you didn't have that employee and you have to be at work oh, at this time, you have yeah. to be out at that time. And
1: yeah. What yes. about schooling? Didn't graduate, but I've read a thousand books. You know, I probably read, yeah. you know I've read a lot of books, read probably ten thousand magazines. What grade did you get that get up to? Uh ninth. Got kicked ninth out. There was a riot. Fights? Yeah. Yeah. A couple friends got stabbed. They kicked us out. My school was rough. It was like some straight-up shit from the movies, man. Kelly High School was no chump back then, man. The gangs. You had gangs on every floor. Some wild shit, man, you know? And um, I got double promoted, though. That's what happened to me. I was actually in seventh grade in the, in the beginning, and they made me take some tests, and they said, man, you don't belong in here. You need to – they want to put me in. I scored like 12.9 on everything mm-hmm. or something. yeah. So they threw me in high school, and I had just we had just moved from the suburbs, you know, and, and to to the south side. And now you throw me in a Chicago high school. I was little man, I was a little skinny white dude, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but I had great, I, <laughs> yeah, but I had good it's friends crazy. though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it was games, you know, and they were my family. That's who well, I wrote. Leads to more problems too. Oh, I did lead to more problems, all kinds of problems, you know. But. Uh, yeah, man, the school was wild. It was a wild place, man. Tough times, you know, but... Schools are difficult, man, even now. Even now, it's just what happened, now. man, with that crazy Especially shit. with
0: that whole social media thing and the fucking bullying and then the well, shootings.
1: Well, you know what? It's Speaking of that, I... I, I, I Again, public debate, right? Yeah. Social, social platforms, there hasn't been real no... Stu- there hasn't been no serious studies on it. I mean, they're starting to now, right? But... I, I truly believe, especially with the way that the algorithms work, that you could you could literally program a person. Now, people think that's crazy, but we see it happen all the time. With somebody, if you put three people in a room, one who watches CNN all day long, one who watches Fox News all day long, and then one who probably just kind of strolls through it, right? You will see a difference in their attitudes. Yeah, of
0: course.
1: Right? This one will be hyper sensitive to things. Ask them, how many hours a day do you watch CNN? I know some people that keep that shit on all day long, man. Yeah. And then have a conversation with them. And it's almost as if they're telling you and talking to you about things that they just listen to all fucking day long. Yeah. And it's on both sides. It's just
0: feeding them. Of course. It's just feeding them.
1: So I believe that there's ways to program people by influencing. We see it with marketing, right? You yeah. see a red, red on the commercial. Red, 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 red. There's a reason they're doing that. Yeah. Right. So it's sticks like in the your old head.
0: cool in the movies. You know, somebody would smoke a cigarette yeah. and there'd be a sign that says yeah, smoking. Like, yeah. Fucking smoke. Yeah. Oh. So,
1: so how to think that they're not doing that with social media. No, we course, know they're doing it of course we know they're doing yeah. it we know i know when i pop open my feed they're sending me things that they think that i'm gonna like yeah. and then they could feed hey you open up my feed i got a bunch of motorcycles yeah. motorcycles yeah. guns yeah, guns yeah, motorcycles yeah, The now f- if you started reading a bunch of stuff on you know shootings and stuff like that you'll then start that, shit pops that up. shit's gonna yeah. pop up so whoever you know whoever's the gatekeeper of this shit you know they they have to be more careful Right? Because humans are so susceptible to things. And we haven't really, I don't think, even close. We've we don't again, technology is outperforming humanity right now. I totally see that happening, right? With everything. With cars, with AI, with social media, everything, right? I mean you gotta think about it. Just a hundred something years ago we were riding horses, man. Yeah, there's this thing that um like we a, little, a,
0: a little, a little older. Maybe a May little older, than, but 100. 150 years. But there, there's a thing that goes, um, when cars came out, Yeah, rich people had cars, poor people had horses. Yeah. Now, rich people have horses it's, it's, and poor people yeah, have cars. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing with food. This is like the first time in, in yeah. the existence of man that the poor are fat. Yeah. Well, the poor people are fat. That's never it's happened not, oh.
1: ever. It's always the, the royal. It's always the plushed. royal that had access Everyone to Everyone thinks that the food. queen looked beautiful. The queen, when she the, was bloody. Yeah, there, there was a time. Because yeah, like, it was bluffing. so different. But yeah, now think yeah. about that, man. It's the first time. Yeah. We're, like, And then what's really bizarre. The amount of food that's available, too. Think about this, though. Even more bizarre is we have so much food on this planet that a quarter of it is starving. Is it a quarter? It's a lot. It's I high. would say it's like a third.
0: No, is it third? Is it it's higher? It's Like than a third that, that they're that are starving.
1: Yeah. So think about that. We got. I, I don't know. Those...
0: I I wish I had somebody look that up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think it's like in that area, quarter, third, whatever. Yeah. There's a there's a chunk of population in this world who are technically don't have food. Don't have food. Yeah. So that and yet we have all these resources. So it just shows you the imbalance in the world today, man. Just everything yeah. is. There's a lot of imbalance, you know, and and. You know that that's the thing that I love about art, right? Like right now I'm getting ready to do some new collections, right? I've been a professional artist for 6 years now. Everything is connected to money. I still get to to make money, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I love it, dog. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Still get to do what I love, right? And but it's starting to I'm starting to see my art take a change. Right? I I want I want it to um, document this time of history, right That's what that's what the artist is for, right the, and, and I don't mean just artist painter, but rather it's the musician, the actress, the right. actor, the, uh, the artist man, you know the publisher, whatever right yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that there's that thousand years of creation, right the next the next thousand years is of, of, of peace and creation and harmony, right. The new renaissance, I call it, you know, where the the, the the people who truly care about creation are the ones who are tending creation. You know, right now it's tyrants and military and all, you know, and, and, and certain individuals, you know. But I do believe that there will be a change of guard, right, that, that, that people who truly love people will be ruling over those people. Yeah, that's what humanity's been missing, you know. You know, the leaders, regardless of who they are, you know, they tend to show an interest in their own lives, and and it's it's natural human instinct. So I'm not going to fault them for it, right? But I do think that our minds will evolve enough, hopefully, through art, through expression, that we have that moment, man, where where humanity actually reigns in peace with the earth, you know, rather than just trampling on it. That's what art is for me anyway. Uh, that, that, that's the expression that you're delivering through yeah. Your art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm shooting for.
0: Now, yeah. is there... I'm going to jump back, and then I want to go back to the art. But... Um, so you started to make printing money. You figured yeah. it out.
1: figured it out. And
0: then you were doing this for...
1: Man, a long time. Almost, gosh, 10 years. 50, I mean, it's Just printing money. Printing money, spending it, traveling. Now...
0: now I get what you do with the personal aspect of the money you keep, right? You know, like spend it, travel, buy shit, whatever. But do you sell money? Could, or do people sell money? Like answer this however you want to answer. But oh, no, they sell yeah. it. I sold
1: plenty, man. You know, yeah. I sold a lot we're, we're, of it. You know, just like so what's the, that's what's, actually, what's the rate. Like, you know, I was like getting like 30 cents on a dollar. Right? You were getting 30 my, cents? My money well, was. What's real. the point? Well, I guess. Well, if you, I walk in with 100,000, you give me 30 cash. Right. You no, were happy I, with that, yeah? Because it's that was the real. That's what yeah. I wanted, you know. Because my money, I never used it. Thirty percent. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. But I never used my money for personal things, like yeah. rent or or payments or anything like that. You know. Yeah. Um, I didn't like giving it. I didn't like to people you knew you would see again. No. Yeah. Or even you know, even even family members. Yeah. You. Know? If somebody wanted something, I'd want to give them the real, right? I wanted to keep it as is less connected to me as possible. Yeah, right? I didn't even like spending it in the same town that I lived in. You know, You'd that was like a no no. Yeah, yeah, that was like a no no. You know, you, the the key was the 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 least uh, the, the, the 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 I didn't want people to know what I was doing. I was a ghost, man. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Shit was like you know, broadcasted, man. You know, I I dealt were with low key. You were real low key. key, even now. You know, I stay low key. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's super low key back then. But when with, I started with your, with your artwork now and stuff like that, like yeah, low I key. still I still don't blast it out there. I don't don't yeah. sell it online. You know, it's it's still kind of a a personal thing. You got to get you know get near me to get it. You know, which can be shitty sometimes. You know, because yeah. you want to sell it, but you just I've learned to, to sit back, right, and wait for that moment. And it was the same way with the money. When the money was ready, I'd bring it. I mean, the selling of the money is when things started to like go. How do you
0: find people for that too? Like the jewelry. Really see, have for me, or? so
1: for me, I used to play ball a lot, basketball. And I was, I'd go play ball in in uh Ukrainian village. I'd go play ball on the south side with the brothers. Man, I'd go, I'd go into Pilsen and play with with Hispanics. Man, I went everywhere to play. Yeah, you know, uh, I, 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 I. I wasn't, even though Chicago was really racially divided, I had friends from all the different neighborhoods, Yeah, you know? And uh, and I played ball with them, you know? And years later, when I went back to Chicago... So when you went to Texas... Yeah, I started doing my then thing. Then you went back. Okay, went, you
0: figured it out in Texas. Figured it, it out in Texas,
1: went then went back to Chicago after a little run through the country, you know? Decided I was tired of traveling. I was tired of spending money. I was tired. of you, know, you get tired of it, actually. Yeah. It's crazy, you know? I mean, the very beginning, you're spending and you're buying for yourself, right? And before long, you got so many shoes and pay. It's like, okay. It, and then you, you're you traveling with a truckload of merch, right? So, you know, if you get pulled over, they're going to see this truckloader. And, and then you got cash, fives, tens, ones, right? So then I devised a system. I said, "Man, we're, why would you have once? ten, one? You're, you're, you're cracking a hundo, right? You're cracking a so, hundred. So you're cracking the hundo.
0: So you'd go yeah. crack it. So that'd yeah. be your change and that'd stuff. be change. Ready. So you get a you fifty, gotta, 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 or, you know, seven. You never back. made anything under a hundred dollars.
1: I mean, it, there was times I I played around with with other denominations to learn shit to get yeah. to the hundred. But when I when I had once my you crack that when I once I cracked that that was it was just a hundred. Why the fuck? Would why I would I do time? anything else? That's yeah, stupid, right? Yeah right and so so the the beginning of it was just going and spending you hit them all you know rock that mall get things then then they went to the the phase of buying things for your friends and family and and then that even that got old right and then yeah. people started to expect it
0: yeah cuz people don't appreciate it
1: anymore and they don't not appreciate they it when it. you yeah. give it yeah, yeah when you give something away it it's not as appreciative as when someone earns it right right and so we got away from that, and that's when we started. Fucking
0: disgusting! huh? that 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 mentality. That
1: yeah, human nature, man. Human, human nature. nature is an interesting thing, man. You know. And then the next thing was we just bought things for kids, and that's that was the the purest of the crime. Right? Some people say, "Oh, you did it to justify." No, I really love buying shit for kids, man. Yeah. I really love that. I grew up in Salvation Army. We were in Salvation Army, man. I, if I could help a kid that was sitting there get something real nice, man, that should, it'll make his day. And so we went on a, you know, Robin Hood journey, man, just doing that. And and then that got old, right? All the traveling, all the movement, you know. Even though I was hiking and climbing because I'm a big outdoors guy, love to hike, love yeah. to, to, you know, and. Uh, and then that's when I went into okay, let's go back to Chicago, started hooking up with people that I grew up with, that I used to play ball with. Now these dudes, they're in their own criminal element. So I reached the top really quick. Even now, I always reach the top fast. Man. You know, I don't know what it is, regardless of what I'm doing. Bless, man. Yeah, I meet. The, yeah, just I meet the people. You know, yeah. I meet the people that are needed for me to do what I where where I'm trying to go, right? Yeah. And and so right away, you know, I grew up in a gangster neighborhood. You know, all my friends, their fathers or cousins or something, you know, everyone was connected in some way. And so then I started selling money, and that's when things started getting out of control. Right? That's when, that's when, you know, the money was coming in in a manner to where it was almost like water. Yeah. You know? And again, it comes back to... Like a to open faucet. Just, just f- pouring out, man. You know? You're burying the shit. You're doing all kinds of shit with it. You know? I probably still got money buried out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With my yeah. own, uh, treasury raffle one day. You know? But, you know, I mean, it just... You were burying it? Oh, hell yeah. Because what are you going to do with it? Put it in your wall? Put it in your bed? No, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean... Especially back then. Back like, then, Yeah. You know, so it's just like money becomes, ah, man, it just, it doesn't feel real again. Yeah. That, that, where I come back where shit just don't feel real sometimes, where everything's just fake, you know, and, uh, but life s- sputtered out of control, man, you know, young with that type of, you know, grew up poor, right? And, um, and that's when my problems occurred and that's when I ended up going to prison and then. You know, now, now part of the reason
0: that you went to jail that that I that I had a little bit of an understanding was it, your your son. That and was your the dad, second time. The, that first was, time okay, the first time. the first time.
1: First time was with my pops. I got got into got and, into. And
0: your pops? You, you mean your stepdad or no? My real dad. Your real dad, dad. So you one one reconnected. One, with I
1: him. reconnected with them like twenty two years later. Man, and you forgave he, him. I forgave him, and then he he was in Alaska. Went up to mm. Alaska.
0: That's fucking hard.
1: That yeah, Must have been yeah, a difficult him yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And it was a trip, man. It's funny,
0: because the episode before this was all about Alaska. Oh, I
1: love it up there. Beautiful, yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Ended up going to Seward County Jail up there, man. Hell of a county jail, man. Man. Oh gosh, hellhole. Food's worst food on the planet, man. Cold as fuck, I Cold, imagine. yeah. But, uh, you know, I went up there, man, and, and what do you know? My dad was growing weed. He He was a weed grower. But before no. anyone was doing that shit, yeah, yeah. Like Alaska, everybody's yeah, fuck. like Northern Lights and shit like that. Back in the day, he was really doing it, and he took me to his little spot. He had he had some trailers built underground with this crazy ass mylar, you know, where they couldn't see the heat, and he tapped into the electrical. So my dad was pretty brilliant himself, man. You know, he had so, his, so it's fucking genetic, yeah, yeah. You know, criminal brilliance, right? So he shows me his. Right. Takes me into this underground grow. And then so I I show mine, you know, and I call it the gold fever, man. You know, anytime people would see the hundred and they'd look at it and hold it up and man, this is fake. Called gold fever. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, damn, this dude can print this shit. And my dad did the same thing. And we ended up going to prison. He we, started, print, he started well, he, printing. Well, he got me going. I right. actually went up there to stop.
0: Yeah.
1: I was ready to quit, man.
0: Yeah, but you saw fucking harvesting and weed and underground. Yeah. And Alaska. it was my dad, like, you
1: know. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, let's, let's let's ride, you know. And it was a disaster. We all went to prison. What happened? Uh, you know.
0: <laughs> on the first one.
1: On the first one, I gave him some money. He gave it to his wife who hated me. And that's the reason he took off. She hated me. She hated the fact that I found him. And now he was trying to, uh, he really loved me. He felt bad. I could tell he felt bad that he left, you know. The first situation we had when I went up there, he took me one day. He had like a sled dog, sled dogs. He loved sledding. Did I did a ride and all that shit? Yeah. And so when I went there, man, he had like shit, man. I don't know, forty dogs. He had uh, he had some, he had some acres out in Chickaloon. It was like four, fifty miles uh, west of Anchorage. And so one, 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 uh, one morning, we went into town to get dog food. And he and I'm helping him load this dog food up, and he paid for it. It was like 880 bucks, man. It was a lot of dog food. That's a lot of dog food. It was a lot of dog food. That's like extra twenty freaking bags, man. It was a lot. We were loading, right? Big fifty pound bags, man. Right. You know. And we're in the we're in the the truck. I'm like, man, them dogs eat a lot when we're driving back. And he's like, yeah, that's what I spend every month. And I'm like, right away, I'm thinking, damn. Me and my brother and sister grew up with shit, man. And here you've been feeding these dogs, man, eight hundred a month. We could have lived great with eight hundred a month down in the projects, man. Yeah, and and I got pissed, man. I started screaming, yelling at him. He stopped the truck. I jumped out. It was right on the side of the Chickaloon River. I'll never forget, man, because I was I was the way that river was rushing is how I felt inside with anger, man. I just wanted to just I wanted to. I grabbed him, grabbed him around his throat, started ch- uh, strangling him. I finally let him go. And uh, it was just one of the moments, man. know yeah. We never really re- recovered from that. You know, shortly after that, I ended up going back to Texas. And the Secret Service came down on him because I had gave a bunch of the money to his wife or to him. And he gave it to his wife and she had some people spending it. I mean, it was a small Alaska. town, small, Alaska. Really, man, they're like they're not going to figure this out. Yeah, it's you like know, a fucking
0: population.
1: Yeah, nothing. And, and they figured it out, and they ended up grabbing me. She, she, she said, you know, turn me in, all that shit. Mm. My dad ended up going to prison for guns. He was a found in possession of firearm. He went to Sheridan Federal Penitentiary. I went to Wasika. We started writing each other, man, you know, and trying to rekindle, you know, like, this man, let's get this right when we get out, man. So you, don't, you, you don't hold any grudges against anybody, really. Anybody, man. I learned, you know, one of one of the things I learned, so I got these gangster parables, man. I might do a collection of art, man, one <laughs> day, just gangster parable, like nothing you Make good. an NFT collection yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. gangster parables, man. You know, well, even, even regular, but like nothing good happens after midnight, you know, like yeah. at 1159, Artie disappears, man. For real, I do, too. I don't. I'm real weird about certain things, you know, but um, or see how see how a man treats his woman. And he'll treat you the same. Yeah. Right, go to dinner. Watch how he treats his wife. Show her respect. Does he treat her good? And this is the woman he lays down next to. Him. And I, I've literally walked away from people. I seen. you ever been in a dinner and act weird. So anyway, just yeah. different parables, you know. And, um, and so for me, me and my dad, we were talking about getting out. He ended up dying on the day I got out.
0: He ended up dying the day you got out the heart first time. The
1: first time, yeah. So here we are getting to know each other. Man, you rest you know, in peace. Yeah. And the day I got out, man, he died of a heart attack. You know, it was a trip. It was a trip. What,
0: was he still in jail at the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, he died in jail.
1: Yeah, he died in jail, man. It was a tough one, you know. And then not even like a month later, my ex, girl who I had a son with, she was a Chicago police officer. She dropped my kid was trying to make money at her house off her little printer. And she wrote
0: you're, right you're you're he was seventeen at the time? Yeah, he
1: was like he was probably like thirteen then, fourteen.
0: Thirteen, he's trying yeah. to print out money. money. But like, where'd he get that idea from? Like he knew know, or yeah, mean, but did he know?
1: I mean he didn't know, not there, but I mean I was famous for printing. You yeah. Know? So he knew. So he knew that his yeah. dad was you know, so he wanted to be like his dad and uh and then I went on a three-year journey with that kid, man, and we went through all kinds of shit, you know. And when he was sixteen, I got locked back up for the money.
0: Now, now that that's another one that I want to get clarification on. You guys, uh, you guys had a big fight,
1: a big one. yeah.
0: You guys had a big fight, and all I know is that something about cops showed up. You guys are fighting, and there's money everywhere. There's money. Like what? What? What,
1: what took place there? Well, me and him had been struggling, you know. Here I am trying to raise this kid i'm still i'm fresh out the joint so i don't have my shit together you know and he the one thing we connected with was music he was really talented musically man You yeah. know? and i was trying to get him into it and one of my boys uh knew johnny k who produced disturbed and so i was getting him in one of the best studios but it cost money shit wasn't cheap they weren't doing it for free you know and it looked like he. This is before all the Mac Miller, all the r- white rappers. This is The only white rapper at the time was Eminem, you know. And right. He, and my son, he had it, you know. Plus, he was from the streets, with, you know. His dad was me, you know. Whatever. And we had all the right people around him, and so I started getting back into, you know, crime, so I could pay for this thing, and, and he knew. He knew what I was doing, and, and and so there was a part of him that didn't mind, and then there was a part of him that kind of hated me for it because that's what took me from him. Yeah. And I think that's what caused him to just, he didn't want to do the music no more. And so I was actually out of town. I came in, and uh, and he, there he was with his friends printing, you know, $20 bills, bullshit. Ran outside. I kicked him out. I ran outside. We're fighting on the street. He throws them at me. The cops are there. Bam, you know. And that was it, man. And and my my indictment literally is one paragraph. So here it is. All these years, man, doing this shit. Even the shit with my dad. And now, it was kind of like the curse, right? My dad died on the day that I got out of prison. What a strange phenomenon. He leaves me for 22 years. And then we end up going to prison. For the money that he wanted me to get back into, and he dies. Now here it is, a few years later, and now the same thing, but it's with my son. You know, it it just felt like a strange curse. You know,
0: when you went to jail, they arrested your your, your son.
1: Well, they, they 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 picked him up. He was fifteen at the time, I think fifteen or sixteen.
0: So he didn't go to jail. You didn't go to jail. But three years later, you're serving time. I'm already gone. You're gone. You're in jail. Yeah,
1: 105 months. Yeah. Been talking to him. Think he's doing good. He hits 18. Boom, they grab. He had been printing money the whole time. They were just waiting for him to turn 18. Fuck. But they put him in a different jail, right? Well, I was in. so, So I think my son saved my life. So where my dad died... I never left my children because I didn't want to be with them. My circumstances of surviving didn't allow me to be with them, you know, and going to prison. It wasn't that I chose to abandon them like yeah. my dad did. Um, and so for me, I think there was a blessing there because of that, you know, because when I was in big spring, so I had been down for a couple years already They shot me over to Big Spring because some riots and it was an old Air Force base, real shithole sewage. I mean, people would be just blown away with they, seen how some of these prisons are in this country, man, just far out shit. And people were always sick there because of the sewage that was it was an old prison. There was lawsuits filed against the place. But, you know, that shit don't work. And then the pandemic, then this virus hits us, chronic pneumonia. It was an offshoot of the SARS or some shit. It was right in 09 And I got real sick, man. Like, real sick. Here I am, like, 230. Benching 415. I'm a monster. 415, that's Oh, 40. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was curling 225, bro. Up against the wall. Bam. I mean, I was just a beast, man. You know? And then I get this sickness, man. I couldn't even. It. it, it I seriously thought I was going to die in prison like my dad. I went from a monster to couldn't even do one push-up. Couldn't even do one push-up, man. And I kept trying to get a a medical transfer out of there because the the environment was killing me, you know? And they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. And then when he got arrested, they sent him to Forest City, Arkansas. And out of nowhere, I get called down to the office and said, hey, man, you're getting transferred to Forest City. I said, huh? Or they didn't even tell me Forest City. They just said, you're getting transferred to a medical facility. I knew my son was at Forest City, and I knew that was a medical facility. I'm like, man, I hope they sent me there. What do you know? That's where they sent me. I'll never forget it, bro. Because he looked like a baby. He was just 18. They sent me to Forest City, Arkansas. Man, I'm I, I, i I'm in the the holding facility. I just want to hit the yard, go find my boy. I know he's out here in this jungle, you know? And they put me, we don't get into the the dorm till like eight o'clock at night. And I remember taking all my shit to the bunk. The white dudes came up to me, man. Hey, you're Art Williams. I'm like, yeah. They're like, your son's here. I'm like, yeah, I know. I want to go find him tomorrow. They're like, no, he's here in this unit. I said, they put us in the same unit? He's like, yeah, he's in the (laughs) TV room right now. I said, damn. Boom, I shot right to the TV room, bro. And it was such a it was such a powerful moment because here I've been down three years. I hadn't seen him one time. Now here's my little dude, man, in prison. In the flesh. In the flesh. Because of me, right? Because of my shit.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I wasn't a good dad, you know? And I, I walked into that I walked into that TV room, man, and the whole TV room went quiet. He was sitting on the front row, I'll never forget it. And I just broke down crying, man. And he did too. And he got up. He ran to me, hugged me. And here's what's so amazing is every man in that room was in tears. The hardest of men. Killers. Just in tears, man. Thinking of their son. Thinking of like, damn, this dude's in jail with his son. And he was a baby. He was 18. a little baby face, man. And he was already, he was there for a month. And I believe the reason he, they, they brought me there. Cause he had already got into a little trouble. He was holding cigarettes for someone. So already they were kind of, you know, and he didn't know. Seeing an issue, seeing a problem, seeing a problem. So to bring his dad, they knew I was no bullshit. And I was, I got there. I, Hey, whoever's near my son. We about to get into some real shit here, man. Go near him again. And that was all that had to be said. It was over with. And we spent the next two and a half years together, man. sellies I got him working out. I got him in an underground boxing thing because they had underground boxing. You know, uh, I was painting. He was singing. He was singing in there. I really thought when he got out, he was going to do his music because he had a way to move people. I remember, man. So here we are. American Greed came out and we were together in the room when American Greed aired. It was a documentary about me and my dad and shit and him and my son. And I remember watching it, man. I only watched it one time ever, and that was the first time in jail with him. The only time. The only time. I've never watched it again. Even after I got out. You know? Hell, I barely read the shit that they write about me, man. You know? Mm-hmm. But we're watching it, man. When we left, man, because they showed him with some of his music, right? And he, it, the music was good. This is a long time ago, and uh, and so some of the brothers came up to him later on. His age, hey, man, you rap, man. You know, we do uh, holiday concerts, man. Would you Would you get down with us? And you know, in prison, it's real racially divided at the highest level, you know, and right. whites are the minority in there. And, you know, I've seen some real mistreatment shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there can be some real harsh environments for white people in prison. You know, it's just difference. It's just flipped, you know. So he came to me. He's like, man, Dad, you know, should I do this or not? You know, are the, are the white dudes going to have problems? I said, listen, man, if you want to do it, you do it. And I'm behind you. That's all you need to know. And he's like, all right, I want to do it, man. And I remember, the—I remember, man, it was probably one of the coolest moments I had with my son for the next three months where he was getting ready for the concert. And he was working with some of the brothers down at the music room. And, and you never seen a white dude rap at a prison holiday concert, you know? But here he was, man. I remember him getting up there and the whole prison was there watching, dude. Yeah. And he fucking rocked it. Killed. He killed it, man. You know, and he kept doing it every concert, man. And like, I thought he was going. to, He drives a trash truck now. You know what I'm saying? But he's been out nine years too. He's doing good. Just bought his house, his first house. Just had a baby. So proud of him. Grads, man. He didn't ever go back. So Your grandpa? Yeah, my grandpa just recently, and a dad. (laughs) I got a baby and a grandbaby (laughs) the same age. They gotta be written. Yeah, is, he, is he in L.A.? Nah, he lives, he's in Chicago. He he's moved Chicago. to Dixon. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I got out a month after My him. dad and grandpa, the same fucking yes, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts, dog, right? But, um. Wow. yeah, man, so during that prison time, man, that's where I was painting. That's where I was dreaming. And so his, the thing was is he would do his music and, and I would do the art and writing. That's how we were looking. And inventions. I got a bunch of inventions I'd like to do one day, you know. And uh and we became best friends, man. I became a dad in prison. You know? I mean, I still have issues with some of my children down in Austin because I was out of their lives and they just they just never they they didn't ever forgive me even to this day, really, you know?
0: You know you know what I was thinking about stuff like that. It's it's interesting because like you know, you don't know your father. And the only thing you kind of know is one, he's not there, and two, your your mom's bad mouthing him. You know, oh, like yeah. he didn't do this, he didn't do this, yeah. that. And and there's something that I heard recently that I thought was pretty interesting. It's like not all mothers are good, and not all fathers are bad. Yeah. And it's it's a trip to run in like you actually run into your father late, later, mm-hmm. and, and you heard a different side of the story, or yeah. you you found out some new information, or whatever the case is. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of the situation you're in now, where it's yeah. like. Yeah, you you weren't involved with them, but then you have everything else that's a package, and it just makes it so difficult—real difficult. Like like it's it's like their fucking minds already decided. It
1: is, and and when I got out, I went down there sometimes, flew them up, tried you know, tried everything, really tried everything, and just got to the point. You know, I mean, now I have three babies with a beautiful woman. You know, she—I met her like a year and a half after I got out of prison, Sarah. Just she's she's a North Korean and German. Her family escaped from North Korea, so she has North a, Korean and German. Yeah, she's a, a tough chick, and she was a national figure skater. That's more gangster than the uh, shit, you've been yeah, through. for sure, man. <laughs> And it. her family they escaped from North Korea, right? Yeah. So her her yeah, so yeah, she's a tough girl, man. You know, changed my life. You know, when I met her, you know, she's the one who, you know, got me to believe in me. You know, even now. I work really hard as an artist. You know, the social media, you, sh- you you know, I mostly use it for my events and my art. Don't really put anything personal out there. Uh, but but there's a lot to the journey that people don't see, right? And when they only see good, they see, you know, the art, you know, they just assume, oh, man, he's, he's on top of the world, right? And it may seem like that you know but there's a lot of things behind that that are going on that i am dealing with so i can be there yeah the layers the layers man you know in our world Pop is real out. yeah in our world is real scandalous man you know you have you know for me you know i i you know like i being in prison and thinking you know a lot of people have prison dreams right most people you know Oh, I'm going to be a writer. You got people writing books in there. Oh, I'm going to be a real estate guy. or I'm going to be in stocks or I'm going to be in this, you know. I was actually wanting to be a writer. I wrote a book, 700-page book called Kane's Dagger. It's about, uh, it's like Constantine and Da Vinci Code. It's about how the secret societies uh, uh, deal with, Supernatural secret societies, you know, like some real heavy shit, man. Right? Took me five different years. dimensions. Or oh, something. way out. Yep. it Took me five years to write it, and during that five years of writing, I was painting, right? So my visual mind was being built through writing, and so I thought I was going to be a writer. I wanted to turn that book into a movie. I thought it'd be a badass movie. Did you publish it? I self published it when I got out, and then I just kind of let it go, you know. And uh I still, I, I want to break it into two. Right. I did that create space when I got out of prison on oh, myself, you know. Yeah. But then as I looked at when I got the book and I read it again, I was like, man, this needs to be two books, man. You know, I need to pull this down and redo it and do it right. It's a great story, you know. And um, but the writing didn't happen. Right. I self-published thinking people were going to go crazy for it. Nothing because it was such a big world. Right. That I didn't understand. And he stepped away from his music. So reality hit when I got out, right? like Bills. Bills, man. Bills, rent. Everything, right? So to pursue a dream, like at 40, right, was like, man, you know? But tragedy always, in my life, in my life, tragedy has always led to beauty. You know, when my, ho- you know, even in the criminal world, man, she's screaming and yelling at me and we ended up finding the paper. Right. You know, like whenever I've, I've found myself to be at the very edge and at the lowest, like even when I was just about to go back into doing something bad this time, seven years ago. And my son busted me for, for something little that he's seen that he knew was a part of something. And, and I walked away from the situation. And I'm sitting in Lacuna Lofts in Chicago, which was an artist loft I had a studio in. And I'm sitting there, and I gave up. I'm, I'm sitting there. I can't work. I can't even print money. I felt like a complete loser. Like, what, am, what is my worth? What can I do? And Joseph Cacciatore walks by, and he owned a place, big-time dude in Chicago. And he offered me a job. To to be an intern artist for the building to help all artists, so there was actually a, a job I I did have, but I didn't really consider that a real job because I was painting with artists, yeah, from all over the world. It was like my, That's my like paying entry.
0: for university to yeah. practice painting and yeah. you were painting.
1: It was great, you know. Yeah, that was my schooling. He was bringing in muralists from it's all like a over.
0: Paid internship. Oh, it's
1: the best, man! But he wanted to see me make it, man. And he, and during that time, he he I got to spend time with him. And he, he taught me what it meant to be successful. The mindset, right? The discipline. You know? The 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 you know the, the determination you have to have and the tenacity, right, to get through shit. You know? And and as an artist, you would think like, you know, oh you're a painter, man. That's that's easy. Shit, man. You know, trying to try to get art in a gallery without a manager and a publisher and all this shit right a big gallery impossible. the ones that, it's, impossible. it's impossible the big ones you know try even. everybody's painting. Everybody. like everybody's doing Every, something
0: everyone and man.
1: and worldwide worldwide there's millions it's like and there's fucking good there's a lot of good art a lot of good art everywhere so how do you separate yourself how do you do that you know for me you know, I had a good moment at at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house about six years ago. I sold a lot of art. I saw, I saw, yeah, that. and I took the money and I built a gallery.
2: I the saw. galleries
1: wouldn't let me in. Well, fuck you, then I'll go build my own. Yeah, and I did. You know, and I and I and I kept that place. What was so crazy is right before the pandemic. You know, I was just getting ready to have that year, right? And I've heard a lot of people say this that they were. They were like right at that edge of breakthrough, you know, and I was, I was, I had the Hollywood flew out. They were going to document the whole year. I was dealing with um, a studio here, New Wave Entertainment, which is New Cell now. Uh, And they were going to document my head. I was going to do a Fisher Foundation event, Rolls Royce, gonna do Arnold's again. And I was going to do Art in Miami, so I was going to do four events, and they were going to record the whole thing. They're all
0: fucking humongous, humongous events. events right?
1: fucking. These are things that I got, you know, I was able to get on my own. Just hard work, man, showing up, being there, you know? I think my first year that I went professional artist, I did like 37 shows in that year mm. all over the country. Mm. I had a white van. i load that bitch up, and phew, I'm out the door. Next, 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 up. next. I mean, that's how I live, man. Even now, I hadn't seen my kid in almost I haven't seen my kids in in, in like ten days. You know, because we live they they live in St. George, my family, and then I have a place here, so I go back and forth. To be at the top of something, there's always gonna be sacrifice. You know? And so, you know, I had my gallery for four years and it was just having the pandemic hit. And I'm a barter, man. I trade shit all the time. So I've, I've traded paintings for a Porsche. I trade paintings, had trade paintings for this RV. So I had that RV sitting there. So we jumped in it. And we headed to Texas, man, you know. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. A Porsche was, and an yeah, RV. Yeah, That's what I had, dog. It was nuts Out of Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Fucking A. And then my boy had 100 acres, man. So we were like, Done. the whole world's falling apart. And we're like in Crystal Lake, I think, or some crazy. Fishing. Area. It was insane, bro. I was like, man, fishing, yeah, just chilling, and then hunting deer, and then we went back to Chicago in August. And uh, Sarah said, "Man, enough with the RV, dude. You know, we got two. At that time, we only had two kids, Da Vinci and Love. I think Love was like four months, and uh, and then I talked to some of my friends out in LA. I got really good people here, you know. Even even you know, my boy Matty O, at New Cell, he. He's a manager, you know, and he, he's kind of helped been guiding me. He's a Hollywood dude, though, you know. They're trying to get the movie made and all that. And my good friend, he's a writer. I got a couple of writer friends. Ricky Funes, he's a uh, boxing trainer. Out uh, Ten Goose Boxing out in Van Nuys. So I I knew like only four or five people here, but they were good people, man. You know, solid, solid. And they were like, "Bro, you got to come out here, man. They're gonna open back up." And I was like, "Fuck it, man." I I Sarah, "I was like, you want to roll?" She's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to stay in Chicago. And so, damn, we drove across the country, man, to not an RV, though. We got a suburban, man. We, you know, we drove to took our time. This is during the pandemic wildfires. And what was crazy, it was like, because we got here September 1st. It's like the end of the world. The end of the world.
0: Fucking yeah, fires. Started,
1: and... Fire. and this is what's done. We're in Chicago. We're by my, my girl's uh, family. And, uh, and, uh. Her her friends stepped at her, whatever. When we're getting ready to leave, he grabs him by the arm. He said, are you crazy? You're going to take your wife and kids into L.A. where there's riots and fires and pandemics? You're going to fail. You're going to die. Democrats, I'm kidding, Uh, I'm kidding. No, he's going crazy. He's like, you're you're not going to make it. You can't do this. You can't take them. I I pulled my arm off him. I said, man, don't tell me I'm going to fail. I don't want to hear that. I jumped in my car, drove away, and then Sarah met me. But I remember listening to him, man, like, dry, like, hearing his voice, you're going to fail, you're going to fail. And that made me even. Well, it made me more determined to succeed in L.A. L.A.'s the toughest. Yeah, because. Nice. It it fueled you. It fueled me, man. Like, no, I'm not going to fail, and I didn't. What happened? I ended up opening a gallery in Beverly Hills for 10 months. Then I had a beautiful space on Melrose, you know. I ended up giving it up because windows got shot out, crazy shit. Some dude got killed in front of it. It was during that time, Melrose and La Sienga, real beautiful mm, area.
0: When they were fucking attacking, they were just robbing
1: up. everyone, right? My street, yeah. three robberies. Dude got shot behind the place. The cafe got shot. They
0: were burning down buildings. Oh, it was, nah, shit was dude, fucking... I was just
1: like enough, you know? And um uh, In LA is so fucking But I'm still here, you know? I mean that wasn't just I had that place for like six months. I closed it in December. And but my whole point was, when coming to LA, I didn't want to have a gallery no more.
2: Mm.
1: I felt like I felt like my art had earned the place to be in
2: a Someone special else, place
1: yeah. right and I always wanted that that representation and I always wanted that 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 where I could just create man you know not worry about selling it not worry about this not worry, just create it you know and so when I came out here when I had my gallery in Beverly Hills I met a lot of people when I was there from producers to actors to gallery owners to everything. And, and But it all seemed like it all it was during the pandemic, and it just seemed like people were looking for something but didn't really know what, and I was just kind of this new thing, you know? And when I closed my gallery in, at Melrose, I started to think that maybe I didn't accomplish what I wanted when I was here. Which is fine. I mean, the the truth is, L. A. and New York makes you, right? Breaks you. It can make you or break you. Yeah. You can either become the top, or you could. You're out of here.
0: Like millions of people that come millions.
1: And so, and it, and just because I have a story, and just because the art's cool and all that, that it has it made shit easier. You know, if anything, some people look a little bit different at it. They don't always look the same at it. You know. But now, you know, I've been working with someone, you know, yeah. right? For the past five months now, started with an NFT transformation of a physical collection, right? Took me months to work on that thing. Um, finally got it to a place where it was accepted. So so, so I finally have somebody who could rep my art, but she told me right from jump, hey, this is going to be a year's process, you know? This ain't going to be no overnight thing. It's going to be built slowly so it lasts. I mean, Bella blew my mind when I, the first time I had dinner with her. The way she shook my hand, the way she looked in my eyes, and the way she didn't bullshit me. And I knew I had the right person. I went to I went to uh, one of the Highcroft Gallery events, the Waldorf Astoria, probably like in February or something. Yeah, that setup was yeah, about spectacular, then. man. It was it was like, it was where I seen. This is where I wanted to be. Yeah, for the first time in my art career, I walked into something where I said, "This is what mine has to be." And and it in that and from that day forward, it's slowly getting there. Right, you know, like right now, I'm in the process of creating a body of work for her from the creation of the of of the nfts it changed my work that's what's been amazing about la when i came out here new materials new people new inspiration you know i had some space material from uh, that's to- some of
0: the beauty of la
1: yeah it's just like you know the the my experimenting my curiosity in la has allowed me to do metals, Has allowed me to do NASA. You know, Thomas Zelinsky, who works with Frank Gehry, gave me this crazy ass material that molds. You know, it's actually what I'm working on right now. It's a material from Frank Gehry. They used it to build the Louis Vuitton store in Paris. I got the leftover material. That's fucking cool. Super badass. I sold one of those pieces for hundred grand at Arnold things. I didn't get the money. and went to charity, but I got that documented hundred grand sale from yeah, that yeah. stuff. You know so and you did that you. and i did it yeah you know and it helped all those children that piece of art you know and now i have i just got like 50 feet of it but they told me that's it. it's done no more man you're gone so once i make that collection of art that's it but that's what's happened to me in la it's allowed me yeah you know to to create at a really high level and then like I said, working with someone who correct my art in a manner that, that and me, helped me become a better artist, a better, you know, um, creator, you know. So I, I, right now, I'm re- this is a really exciting time right now for me. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, I got a lot of cylinders working, man. You know, I'm doing some stuff with Scott Page, who played with Pink Floyd, and Jamie Weiland, she, uh, Scott Weiland's wife. I got some real rare photos. I got some Bob Bonus photos from the Rolling Stones. It's um, coming together. Yeah, it's all starting to kind of click now, you know. And I, I got it's like my,
0: all this shit I've been doing my whole
1: life. What does it yeah, mean? What do I do with yeah. it? And now it's like it's all coming together now, you know. And it's like, so it's gonna be interesting, you know. In the next, uh, you know, if as long as the world sticks around and we don't blow ourselves up, you know, I think the next couple of years is gonna be really cool for me, you know. And it's just a matter of um, just keep creating. Keep being curious. Man. Keep, you know, just just keep jamming, man. It's like that expression, curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, satisfaction
0: dude. brought him back. Brought him back.
1: I love That's it, right, dog. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a few kill spots myself, yeah. man. You know? But, satisfaction. Uh, hey, satisfaction, baby. I'm here, man. You know? And, you know, so it's like, you know, The I hope, the reason I like doing these things, podcasts and interviews... Because you know I, I something happened some years ago, man. I was on the streets of Chicago me and my boys, we were at the Parliament, which is a real like high-end club and we were we were club hopping. We had two limos that night. we were just kind of going around having a good time. And I came out and this kid, he was like 20 21, he asked me for some change, right? And, and I'm with a group of guys. You know how group guys are, man. You know yeah, we're animals. We're waiting for our for our, our cars to pull up, you know, so we could jump to the next spot. And uh, I said, "Man, are you are you sick?" And he looked at me. He's like, "Nah." I said, "You on drugs?" He's like, "Nah." I was like, "Man, you don't look you don't look hurt. You know, you, you're healthy, right?" He's like, "I said, why are you asking me for money right now?" He said, "What do you mean?" I said. Why are you asking me for money, man? You should be either working or at home going to school. Why are you here on the streets asking me for money? He said, well, you know, I my, my parents wanted me to go to school, and I didn't want to go to school, and so they kicked me out. Da, da, da. I said, "I said, so you're here because you didn't want to listen to your parents, and you're now you're asking me for change. I said, let me tell you something. So now my boys are screaming. The cars pull up, Like, hey, man, we got to go. We got to go, hard I said, no, nah, man. Go on. They tripped out, but I do shit like this all the time, though. They jump in the cars, they take off, and I'm telling I'm like I have a talk with them. I stayed with them for about 20 minutes. I never told them who I was. I just told them what I've been through. You know, told them these streets are tough. If you can go home, go to school, get a part-time job, enjoy. The resources you have. That's what happens to a lot of young kids these days. They don't understand, man. We are truly blessed in this country, man. We got a toilet. We got a sink. We got a car. We got a fridge. Man, I've been places down in Mexico, man, where they're still peeing in the floor. Yeah. Okay? We have such resources, man. Even the people and the projects, I didn't realize how much they really have. But we we see we, we we look at poverty different.
0: Yeah, we have shelter, roofs, electricity. And if you look
1: at the world, if you look at yourself as a world citizen, or not an American citizen, but a world citizen, you realize that everyone in this country is rich,
0: and, and that's what everything is. It's a it's a world economy that people yeah. don't fucking understand or they don't get. understand it.
1: Yeah. but when you when you know when you I watch a documentary with these cats in India who've been working salt mines for like I, 10 I, generations
0: I was, I was in India which is a fucking trip India yeah But g- give me a second I'm gonna put a quick pause yeah man I had to take a piss yeah I hear you <laughs> I had to take a piss so we were talking about uh, um, how lucky we have it oh yeah you know in, the, in India, America in America yeah, man, and, and compared to India and yeah, yeah like uh, just around the world even areas of China
1: yeah. just everywhere man, man everywhere it, the, the poverty there is poverty Yeah. Right. Poverty here on a world stage is still not poverty. Yeah. It's just not.
0: Well, I I think the biggest difference,
1: too, is that what we deal with that
0: other countries don't deal with is our poverty isn't necessarily the world's poverty. Mm -hmm. But we're we're this melting pot of all these different races and, and people. And there's so much fucking hate of, you know, like this person versus that person and you're white but you're more red and this person's you know asian and this person's black and there's so much fucking you have yeah. christians and jews Muslim, and muslims yeah. and nazis and fucking hindus, like hindus yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so fucking wild yeah. that, that I think that's 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 what makes america beautiful yeah. and crazy. crazy because like that's why that's why you see like you know, mass shootings or that's why you see uh, people losing their shit. And then the other thing is it's fucking crazy about America is it's really hard to find like like comfort or or love or a spouse or, or things in this country. You know, like like you go to South America, everybody's so warm yeah. and everybody wants to communicate Hey, how are you? Yeah. I saw you. Hey, I saw you with your kids. Do you need help? You know, with groceries, whatever. It just seems like the world is more supportive
1: in a sense for that. But well, here, you know, like in America. But here, everybody's so fucking independent. Well, and, and you know, like in, in Chicago, you have Little Italy. You got Greek town, Chinatown. You have all these towns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These right. different cultural areas and you you rarely you rarely see people mix within those areas yeah right like chicago is really segregated but it's it's not just black or white it's it's everyone right the greeks are with the greeks the jewish are with the jewish the you know the arabs are with the arabs so you don't really see too much and, and it's almost in every city Right, like if you could go into LA and you know where all the Jewish or Jewish people are living. Right? Yeah, there's areas that they all are right because their culture right. is similar and their food is similar and the stores are similar, right? And what what happens is people get stuck in that, right? And it's hard for them to step out of it, right? And to to open up to the other culture, you know. I've seen it a lot because I've been around a lot of different cultures. You know, I haven't been stuck in just one white.
2: Race,
0: yeah so. no no I I understand what yeah. you're saying it does exist all over the world yeah. or all over the country, country but like like for example it like like Russia's going through this whole war thing and they're attacking yeah. Ukraine whatever you yeah. want whatever you want to say it or however you want to say it the thing is is the Russian people, Are Russian Russian. people like they bleed? Everybody bleeds Russian, Russian, you know. Chinese people are fucking Chinese, Chinese, Koreans are Koreans, America is America's a a mixing pot, like you know, like oh shit, war, it's coming here. Maybe I'll go back to home to like (laughs) (laughs) Canada, whatever, you know. So that's what I mean, like. Like, it's, it's such a mixing pot, yeah. and that creates its own challenges, especially, yeah, like, sure. when you have, like, the Muslims or Christians yeah. or Jewish or yeah. whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say Overall, it's a big experiment. Overall, we're doing good. Yeah. Right. Overall, it's a good... It, it's, it is. it's Yeah, it is a big exper- uh, experiment. You know? Like, it, it's been, what, going on for
1: no, all 300, 200 years? 300, almost 300? Yeah. Yeah, not long. Yeah. So, not long at all. Yeah. So, we're so seeing, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. You know, but... Nah, it, but it's still America is the most beautiful country. in the Absolutely, planet, you know? absolutely. And 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 I lo- I've I've traveled seriously. I've probably traveled every road on this in this country. I mean, I've got like three million mile driving miles. Man, I mean, just recently I drove across the whole country. I went from L.A. to Texas to Miami to New York to Chicago back to L.A. No, yeah. just did that. Twenty two days, fifteen thousand three hundred twenty two miles. I think Enterprise is probably gonna change their unlimited miles because of me. For real. I had the truck for twenty calculated now. Twenty two days, dog. I did fifteen thousand miles. How do you do that? Twenty two days, fifteen thousand miles. All around the, the country I was rolling man. and selling art. It was a great time. But no, I've been this country is beautiful, man. You get out there, you know. Yeah. That is beautiful. Um
0: there, there's a, something that I saw one of your videos online, and it was uh, it was ba- paint making counterfeit money, and doing art is not that much of a difference, right?
1: Nah, not at all. I mean, it's creation, right? <laughs> you're taking something blank, and then you're putting an image on it. Just money happens to be, you know, the financial power, right? And right. Then, but art is a financial power too, though, right? It has yeah. its own. So there's so many simulators from even the, you know, the colors and the, the mixing of, of colors and uh, the the detail, right? You know, so some of my early work, you know, is so detailed because I, I did it in prison, so I had time, you know. Uh, there's a piece I did. It was an 1896 $1 bill. Um, it's a woman on front pointing to the, to the, the Capitol. and It took me like almost a year to paint it, but she's sitting on this this pillar. And it has like a bunch of tiny little lines on it. it took me three months to paint that thing. One haired brush, like ten thousand lines. Like some of my early work is just ridiculous, ridiculous. You still got it? No, I sold it. You know when I got out. You know art saved me. You know to sell a piece here, sell a piece there when I needed it the most. Now I don't get that opportunity to paint like that, you know. Uh, my my art had to evolve with being free, you know. But yeah, man, the 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 art and the and the counterfeit and you know they they have you know I think that's why I've been able to sustain independently so long without going to an art school, without having an art manager, an art publisher, an art broker, right? I mean it's it, it's a tough tough industry. Be an artist, and then to feed kids with it, and to live off it, like is even tougher. You know, most artists are single. A lot of artists, friends I meet, they don't have kids. You know, a lot That's of them brilliant. are single. Right? I actually have a family that I take care of, which makes it very stressful because you have to wait on the sale most of the time. Right? You know, it's a, I mean, everyone you hear about these artists who you know they had this event and they sold out. Right? I've had good moments you know, equivalent to that, but it's, it's, it's not every time. Not at all. Not even close, you know? And, uh, but you know, your moment will come. You just got to keep moving, you know? And I think, I think, you know, the counterfeiting, the one thing for sure that, well, the judge told me something when he, when I was getting sentenced, he said, he said, you know, I'm hearing you're the, the, the best in the world at print money. And I've not, not even seen this money that they're talking about. And I want to see it before I sentence you. And so the prosecutor gave it to them. They took it up to the judge. And he's looking at it. And he's like, yeah, this is really good, Mr. Williams. It would have fooled me. He said, how long did it take you to get, you know, to get this good? And I told him, I said, man, your honor, I mean, I've been doing it for 15 years. And I'm still learning, you know. He said, he goes, what do you think you could have done in 15 years if you would have applied that time and energy to the right thing? He said, I promise you, you could have been the best at it. If you would have done the same amount of work and and the same amount of energy, you would have been the best at it. Man, that shit stuck with me, dog. You know, like when I went, when I went back to my cell, all I could just keep thinking, damn, I wasted 15 years. 15 years, man, just on one thing, never stopping, didn't give a shit what was in front of me. I was going to figure it out. But then I I let what he said, because he, he finished it, because he said, I'm I'm going to have to give you some time, and I hope you really think about it, and I hope you really decide to use the time to become the best at something else and and that right there is what happened right it was the same characteristics i used uh, no. to to defeat the hundred and to print it in the art world right same thing the same being able to overcome the obstacles, the same trying to figure it out, the same not quitting, right? Those things is and, and, and get granted, you know, if I stepped into something else, right, with the same fifteen years. So right now I'm at nine. I'm at nine years free. You know, so I got another six before I hit that fifteen mark. Right, it's gonna be really. I'm. It's gonna be a big year for me. As long as I live through it, right? That 15 years, I'm going to look back and I want to say, what did I do with the 15 years? Because right? there was one 15 years I was printing money. Now I'm listening to the judge. This is the next 15 years. Where am I? Where, I? where I envision myself being is a top artist in the world who's helping people. And, you know, maybe, you know, revisiting writing revisiting some of my inventions that I wanted to do but for sure a top artist right that will happen right absolutely yeah you know and so the counterfeiting in the art the similarities are the characteristics that it took to become the best at it you know and I'm not the best painter right I admit that I didn't go to school for it I didn't learn from no teachers I didn't study under a master I learned from experience. You know, the experience of working on the canvas, working with my hands, working with my mind, you know. And so, you know, those are the things, you know. But th- there was something I wanted to get back to you, with you. we were talking about this young man that I had talked with on the on the street. Where I gave him some cash. That's right. And then you with. had your friends go and they'd lift, Right. Yeah. So here's this kid asking me for change. And I'm asking him what's going on. He's telling me that because you know, he got kicked out because he didn't want to listen to his parents. And I told him, I said, here, I'm going to give you some money to get home, but to get home. I'm not going to give you change. I'm going to give you some dollars. I want you to take your ass home, and I want you to to listen to your parents. I said, can you do that for me, man? He said, you know what, man, I will. I want to go home. I don't want to be out here no more. I gave him some money. About three months later, I could show you the, the, the message on my Facebook, right? I get this, this random message from someone, and guess who it was? It was that kid. And he said, Mr. Williams, I wanted to give you an update on my life. I listened to you that night, and I went home, and I went back to school for carpentry. He said, and then my mom got sick. And she's no longer with us, and so now I'm taking care of my dad. He goes, I want you. I want to thank you because I didn't know who you were that night, but I went and looked you up, and and you know, he said, "Oh, you're this," but you took time with me when you didn't have to. And I want you to know that I'm doing good. That that one fucking message from him made. It made everything seem right. It made all the bullshit. It made all the all the crap I went through. It made all it, it that one f- fucking message made me feel like that's why I'm human. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm alive. That's why I'm telling my story because it really does help people. You know, we go through life, man, just moving. Boom, 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 boom. Very rarely do we notice the man on the corner, except you know he's got the sign, and maybe the first thought is he real, or is he not? Right, that's what we do. But he's still a human, right? He's still a person, you know. And and who who are we to say that we can't touch that person at the right time? Maybe, given that change doesn't do shit for him. But maybe it does. Maybe it does, man. Maybe you change that 21-year-old kid who's begging for change who's now going to school to be a carpenter. He still reaches out to me. He's doing great now. He Graduates school. He's in the union. Right? So, even if my whole life was meant shit, as long as I know that that kid is doing well, it gives value to my life to other people being successful that's where humanity's got away from shit we think success is us me i right success is us man the fucking world you know and so that's you know that's how i live now you know and 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 that's why i like doing these talking right this has been the probably the One of the coolest ones, because I just get to be me right now, you know? But, you know, so this whole thing, this whole story, the counterfeit in the art, all of it, you know, it's all leading to something. I don't know what it is yet, you know? The big plan. The big plan. But I know that I'm on the right journey, right? I know that I'm on that 15 years, see where the fuck I'm going to be. And I'm at nine years now, free, nine years believing in six years professional artist, you know and so we'll see what happens man i'll come back in another six see where i'm at you know (laughs) you
0: you, you think you're gonna uh, once you figure it out and you're satisfied you're like oh fuck this is it you think you're gonna write to that judge and say hey man you fucked me up with those words on facebook yeah yeah you know on facebook and be like yo yeah no
1: i'd like to go see him personally yeah Go see, the, reach out to him. Yeah. Number. Yeah. Reach out to him, man. And say, you know what, man? I, I don't know if this happens much, but what you told me changed my life. And now I tell people that could possibly change their life. Yeah. So the shit really works. Yeah. We just have to take time, you know, just take time with people and care about them. Like, genuinely care about them. Yeah. And, and and it's not just with like
0: with strangers, but it's just with your own friends, with your friends, own family, family check yeah. in on them. Check in so you man. see how they're doing, you yeah. know. Fucking
1: yeah. if, I'll do a thing where I'll go through my phone, man, my contacts, you know, and just kind of scroll through it and just pick one. Hey, how you doing, man? Haven't heard from you in a while. Right? Just little <laughs> things that you can do, you know. And people so easy. do to, Yeah. And Tip- the people do it to me though now, right? I'll, get, I'll I'll be going through some shit, man. And then all of a sudden, I'll get a text from somebody, man, just telling me, hey, man, really proud of you, bro. Love you. Just those four words, five words, man. Yeah. Make you feel like, damn, okay, I'm loved. Okay, I keep doing this shit. Because that's what happens to a lot of us, man. We go through life feeling alone. Nothing sad. You know, you hear about how the elite, they all have this money, but they're unhappy. You know, some of them are, some ain't. You know, I don't know. But there's a lot of people who have but don't have. Yeah. Right? They got they got everything, but then they don't have nothing. Why? There's a reason, man. You know. And so those are the kind of things that I've had to to tackle with in my life, you know, to to change as a person, to become free. Right? Real free. Because at the end, man, that's really all, all that, you know, for me, it, that's what it all started from. Desiring freedom. Desiring mental freedom, spiritual freedom, physical freedom. You know, financial freedom. So my mind, it's always on freedom, freedom, freedom. You know, it's like pumps in my blood. You know? So. You know, I think that. Once you acquire those things, man, you know, that's the shaman, right? That's that shit, man. You know, sitting in the Tibetan monk's house for twenty years to reach, you know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) right. So, but we're here. We're gonna do it. Yeah, fucking enjoy it. Fucking enjoy it, man.
0: We're gonna do it for next time we do a podcast. Yeah, I'm Uh, here, bro.
1: Anytime you want me back, man. You're my boy. Because
0: I got to get you back for. when you got hit by light, I do it now because you yeah. just closed so
1: fucking solid.
0: Yeah. What's your social media page? What's your website? How do we get all of you? Uh,
1: Arthurjwilliamsjr. dot com. My my website. Junior at for my Instagram, and same with my Facebook. I just use my name for everything, man. That's fucking yeah, perfect. Just man. keep. When I see these people's Instagram and it's like, man, who is that? It's like some crazy New York City. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I'm just using my name, man. Yeah. See, so I keep it simple, dog. You know. But, uh, man, bro,
2: thanks for having me, man. Of course, yeah, Thank this you for is coming. Great. Yeah, this is great, man.